This is a big question. I keep getting asked over and over again. Should I be investing while all of this crazy crisis with COVID is going on? We're going to get into that and a little bit more in this episode. See you inside. This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys. Well, it's a big question. It's a question a lot of people are asking, both from the experienced investor front and from the newbie investor front and from those folks that are kind of in between and in the middle. And I think the answer to the question really depends on your experience and your strategy. What is it that you're doing and how confident are you in the strategy that you're outlining. So as we kind of dive into things, everything I'm going to share is an opinion. And so I recommend that you make your own investment decisions and decide what works best for you. But the path that we're going down after doing, you know, 200 plus deals in the last three years, about half of those were full-blown flips. And as we're moving into the multifamily space and really starting to raise capital for some of these incredible deals, what we're noticing and what we're seeing is that we feel confident in heading into the market, even if things shift because of the model that we're using when it comes to the wholesaling front and when it comes to the multifamily front. And so I think that's what's really important is to really understand how does your model work during a recession and what happens to the types of properties that you're currently buying. So here's an example of one of the reasons why we're confident, even if things change or even if things shift, that doesn't mean that we're not going to shift and change the way that we're operating our business. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be hit hard or hurt during kind of this in-between period that I'm going to explain. But what it does mean is that in the single family space, what our job is to do, what we're really good at is going out and finding distressed deals, going out and finding sellers who are looking for an alternative to selling with a realtor and looking for people who they need to sell and we're able to offer them you know, a way out. We're able to offer them some help that is a best fit for their specific situation. So what I mean is as the economy gets worse and things start to change and start values go down, buyer's criteria goes down, the mortgages start to becoming harder to come by, that makes it more difficult for a seller to sell. And so there's a shift in the dynamic that ends up happening from the buyer-seller relationship, and it becomes easier for us to go out and find these people who have some kind of distress point, whether it's the house or their situation, and we can actually help those people. So when we can dive in and we can help folks out of their situation. Now, the other side of the equation is the part that ends up getting more difficult. It becomes even more important for us as wholesalers to make sure that we have got a end buyer in mind, that we are building relationships with those flippers, with those uh, landlords, with those investors who are continuing to buy and understanding what their criteria is because it's going to change. And so right now, that's exactly what we're doing. We're seeing an interesting kind of slowdown happening, less houses becoming available, less people moving because we're in the midst of the crisis. But as we look forward, what we're predicting, and you know, we obviously can't know, but we're predicting is that things will continue down that path, that more people will have a motivation to sell and that more investors will have a motivation to buy. However, their motivation to buy is going to be tied to a new set of criteria because what 
you're really going to have to think about is, well, what is my exit strategy on this? And do I have multiple exit strategies? So a lot of the investors within my network, within my community that we sell to, you know, they're fixing flippers, but they're buying houses that have the ability to be rented out if for say something happens and they're not able to sell that property to an end buyer. Now, when we're flipping and if we were going to start flipping houses again and start renovating and putting out properties on the retail market, we can still do that there's still obviously a market for that. The key here is making sure that you're buying at a number where you're going to be 100% sure that you can sell at that number and make a profit, right? So if the market is going down by 1% every single month, like it was you know, back in 2008, 2009, which we're not seeing that yet, right? Real estate's a slow moving barge, but if it's going down 1% a month, let's just say for an example, that means that we need to buy at a discount rate below that 1% loss. So if we project out that we're going to hold on to this property for six months, there's going to be some renovation and a sale, then we're going to have to buy it 6% less than we would have bought it if we were going to sell it right now today. And we want to look at what those comps are. We want to look and understand, well, if properties over the last three or four months were selling at this price, well, what do we predict that are going to sell in the future? And since there's a lot of unknown, that's where a lot of folks you're going to see are backing out of the market. And I'm going to get into that in just a second. But on the apartment front, there's going to be a little bit of a shift, right? People are being impacted because you know they don't have jobs. Are they going to pay rent? What's going to happen with the eviction laws as far as people not being able to be evicted right now? I know a lot of apartment owners that would like to be able to take care of the folks that are not paying rent to do something with those folks and they can't right now. And so it's kind of a, an interesting waiting scenario. But the important thing is that when you're going down this path and you're investing in an asset is that you're looking for cash flow, that you're looking to make sure that your property is cash flowing even in distressed situations, even with low economic vacancy, in other words, people aren't paying, or low occupancy, which means there's not as many people in those properties. And so you want to really understand those numbers if you're the operator. And if you're the passive, you want to understand, well, what ends up going into making those decisions? And are those safety measures in place to make sure that this is a good secure investment? Right. And so maybe some of the projections about what things will look like in the future at sale or what rent growth will look like maybe those have to be thrown out the window and we have to start with a new playbook. But as long as we're looking at things from a cash flow perspective and we didn't buy the deal in such a tight margin, which frankly some investors really have over the last few years, so we'll see what happens there. And that actually leads to potential for an opportunity in the future, which is one of the reasons why I think it's really important for people to be you know, saving money, to be preparing for the future and to be ready to deploy capital and make some really smart investments in some of these deals in the future. So back to that original question, should I be buying or should I not be? So if you're brand new to investing, I recommend that if you have to ask that question, that you spend a little bit more time getting to know and starting to become an expert. Find a way for you to get involved in somebody else's deal. Find a way for you to be involved in a deal that you're doing in a way where you've hedged your risk or you've removed the risk because experts in this kind of market can get hammered if they're working off of an old set of assumptions. So somebody who's brand new, who doesn't have the expertise to make sure they don't 
make some of those early or small mistakes, it's going to be even more difficult. So it's really important that you spend your time building the skill, that you make sure that you're getting into a confident place, into a confident state and doing some of the stuff that we talk about in the Mindset Members Club and some of the stuff that we talk about right here in the podcast. So, you know, the true answer is it depends on your situation. We're still going to be full bore ahead and we're going to continue to pivot and change and modify as the market modifies. We're going to make sure that our business is ready to pivot with it. We're not going to be running off of an old set of assumptions. We're going to be updating those assumptions on a regular basis. And we're going to be looking for more people to work with, more people who are going to be investing in our deals, more people who are going to be interested in taking on some of the benefits of investing in assets over the long term, because as things start to shift in the economy, one of the best places that you can be is in a cash flowing asset because then there's no reason to sell. There's no need to take a loss on anything as long as your asset is making money. And so at the end of the day, you've got to make your own decision. What we're doing is we're going to continue down this path forward, continuing to change and iterate, reducing our expenses, increasing our cash flow, increasing the potential for new deals to come in the pipeline and building some great relationships with new investors. So I'm very curious. Hit me up on Instagram at steven.pesavento. Hit me up in the DMs or hit me up in the investor mindset community and let me know what are you doing? Are you continuing to buy right now? Are you choosing to sit on the sidelines and are you going to be buying you know, or investing in three, six, nine months? Are you planning on coming back or do you think this is something that you need to sit on the sideline? Very curious to hear from you and uh, grateful to have you here. And just as a reminder, if you're just joining us, I really encourage you to go you know, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you don't miss a single message from us. And uh, if you loved what we do, we'd really appreciate a nice five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. So thank you guys so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.